The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our goal every week is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life, and we will continue every week to bring you top-shelf information and phenomenal guests who can help assist you in what you're looking to accomplish now and long-term. The title of tonight's show, or today's show, is Develop a Winning Marketing Strategy, and I have a return guest who was on the show a couple of times last year and just provided some amazing information on networking, on how to use social media. And this time, Joe Malinowski is going to assist us in developing a winning marketing strategy. Let me tell you a little bit about Joe. Joe began his entrepreneurial career by opening an insurance agency at the age of 20, and he grew the organization to over 100 agents in eight states in Canada in just four years. And his, his resume is so large, I would welcome you to go to the website uh, on voiceamerica.com and actually look at everything that he has uh, he's accomplished. But just to net out what Joe is capable of, bottom line, Joe helps companies and community organizations develop an online and offline marketing strategy that combines goal setting, tracking, and performance. He works with businesses, business owners and marketing managers by collaborating on the development of their overall strategy in order to allow them to set goals, action plans, and to avoid the shiny object syndrome. And Joe, I'd like to welcome you to the show again. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right, all right. Well, I know how we roll, man. What we're going to do is we're just going to have our usual conversation, and we're going to let our audience sit in on it. How does, how does that sound? Sounds fantastic. Sounds okay. Fantastic. So, all right. You know, Joe, this is the fastest hour of the week. I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember that, but this is the fastest hour of the week, so we're just going to jump right in it. And I'd like to ask you right off the bat, what are the first things someone should look at when creating their marketing strategy? Uh, the first things I really like to look at is who are the centers of influence that are probably the ones that, you know, when you ask most companies, how do you get most of your business? They say word of mouth. So looking at who are those word of mouth centers of influence and let's look at what motivates them what is, is their motivation for sending you business, what's their business, and who are their potential clients, and how can we create a plan and a value proposition for them? 
I like to start with, you know, whatever we can do to develop value for the people who are most important to us, which are our clients and our other centers of influence who are sending us business. So I'll, I'll approach marketing in a slightly different standpoint than most places where it's, you know, chasing after a client and trying to draw them in, where I like to look at figuring out a strategy that's going to be a universal benefit for both our company or our client's company and the centers of influence are helping them grow their business. So really starting from that standpoint and kind of jumping off from there because if you're not taking care of the people who are taking care of you, then it's things are just going to start falling short at some point and you're just going to kind of have to keep rebuilding the wheel just because as the market changes, as technology changes, you know, those people are still going to be, be around and they're still going to be looking for that same kind of assistance. So solidification of relationships is absolutely critical. Okay, so bottom line, uh, the old is forever new. Focus on making a difference. Is that correct? One hundred percent. Okay, and when 100%. you say when you say centers of influence, let's let's just for a layman, uh, because some people are saying centers of influence. Can you can you define that a little a little more for us? Absolutely. So if you've got you know you're a mortgage broker, realtors mm-hmm. are probably consistent lead sources for you. If you know you're a a doctor, you've got attorneys sending you stuff, thinking about just who are the people in your industry and in your business that are sending you business and or are the guys who have that relationship with people in that Mm -hmm. trusted advisor standpoint. You know, there's a lot of companies that by default kind of fall into they're really just a service provider or a vendor. So their centers of influence are the people who are their trusted advisors. So by being a strategic, um, have a, having a strategic planning company, we fall into that kind of trusted advisor role, but then you have somebody that might have a printing company or a graphics thing where they're just providing this service. It's almost commoditized, but when they're introduced and brought in by somebody else, they're just accepted. There is no sales process. There's no courting. It's just, here's what we need to get done. We've got our guy to do it. Let's just use them and let's go. So looking at, where do your referrals and leads come from? Who are mm-hmm. those people? And how can we work more efficiently with them? Okay, excellent, excellent. And you know, we talked about uh, the, the online arena the last time you were on the show, and there's just so much going on right now online. What would you say is the online foundation needed to get started with a successful marketing strategy? Um, well, we've really... I think we've switched up the way that we've approached a lot of stuff online recently just because we've gotten in front of, we've gotten in the habit of developing really targeted niche communities that can provide leads for various different industries. Um, We just launched um, just about a month ago, we launched Business Women Rock. Um, It's a podcast right now. It's the number one podcast on iTunes in the new and noteworthy section in the business area. Um, that's getting thousands and thousands of downloads, but we've got downtown Tampa's awesome. We set up really just communities that are focused on getting in front of a mass audience mm-hmm. and then catering those messages to promoting other services. So for instance, we built um, a platform for Tampa Bay, which is niched down into different segments of our community. So we have downtown Tampa. We've got a place called Ybor City. We've got a place called South Tampa. So they're all very close to each other. But by creating this very tight-knit group, it was able enabled us to do two things. Build a massive following very quickly and very inexpensively. 
So we built Downtown Tampa is awesome up to 11,000 followers in seven months with less than $1,000, and it's an incredibly engaged audience. Now, what we were able to do with that is, one, I've been able to now go meet all of the downtown merchants, all of downtown businesses, become a center of influence for them. I'm coming at it from a community standpoint. I'm a value proposition for all of the different local businesses that are trying to get in front of consumers because we're able to promote all the different things that they're doing. And now I actually have opportunities to help other businesses like realtors or other people that are trying to infiltrate those different markets, get their message out and grow. So a kind of cool example is, I mean, you can even look at Hulu right now. Um, Chipotle is launching a TV show about agriculture and farming and organic stuff. You know, they could have just done like every other place and just set up some kind of commercial but they created a little mini TV series. So now they basically have like a 25-minute Chipotle commercial around the awesomeness and the importance of organic and eating fresh food that's always basically just promoting their brand. So trying to look at the ways that we use social media and kind of get past the, the, the regular BS that you see everybody doing. Everybody thinks that someone cares about their company. You know, no, none of you that are listening to this care about the M. David Katz Company, my organization. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see our posts, but you're not widely following us. But when we create an entity, that's a statement. That's really the critical piece of the puzzle is making whatever project you initiate for your marketing a statement that your audience has no choice but to agree with. So downtown Tampa is awesome. It's only getting targeted. The people that live in downtown Tampa, they live here because they like it. So they're not going to see the name of the page and not engage with it. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we've set up multiple different ones. It doesn't just work for communities. We've got downtown Tampa. We've got my dog is awesome. We've got my rescued puppy is awesome. We've got volleyball is awesome. We've got anything that you can think of. It doesn't have to be it's awesome, but making it a statement. So when your audience sees it, they have no choice but to say, of course it is. You know, business women rock. When we target women who are in the business community and they see the page, they're not going to be like, no, business women don't rock. They're going to say, of course they do. I'm a business woman. I rock. They like the page. They're into our <laughs> funnel. And now we're able to promote whatever we want to them. Wow, that's good. Now, so I, I, want, to, I want clarity. So, like, let's say business women rock. And you say it's on iTunes. So is it a podcast? Or exactly what is it? Is it a bulletin board? Tell me, what, 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 how are you doing this? Well, that is a podcast. Um, okay. A couple of good friends of mine launched that. They... But they met some guys uh, on a marketing cruise they were on, and they saw this, uh, this young kid who was doing a podcast, and he posts his financials every month. So you see how he derives his revenue stream dollar for dollar. And they had a concept. They already run a great organization in Tampa that does a lot of interviews, and they already have a presence. So we're like, you know what? There isn't anything supporting the women business community. Let's create something that does just that. So we launched Business Women Rock. What we did was we launched the fan page on Facebook in January, built that up to 8,000 people in less than 30 days, and then we launched our podcast, which is twice a week, and she just interviews amazing women from around the country, you know, CEOs, women who have overcome huge obstacles, just cool stuff that they've done, and it's just really taken off. And there's a lot of other strategy stuff behind it, but now she's able to build this presence. You know, the cool thing is Sheryl Sandberg, um, you know, CFO of Facebook, is kind of on this woman movement too. 
So I'm I'm overstepping the um, putting the cart before the horse a little bit, Charlie. But I imagine in the next year, she's going to absolutely have a connection with this lady just because of the amount of volume and the noise that she's making for the women community. So. Um, okay. If we, we can get into the details of that later in the show, but it's uh, it's been a fantastic project. Okay, so now if I understand this, then what this is doing is it's keeping you and your organization, as they said, at the top of mind of Absolutely. the people in that particular niche, and that goes along also with. Uh, what the gentleman who came up with Chicken Soup for the Soul, he has hundreds of books around the chicken soup uh, mantra. He said, find the niche and get rich. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. We're just helping people find a niche, but instead of just targeting it specifically for their business, they're actually building an opportunity to market their business, but also market other businesses. Um, The other thing that we see a lot is you know, most companies are just looking at their products and services. They're not actually analyzing who their audience and who their clients are and how can they form other relationships that are equally profitable to get them into their funnel. You know, the affiliate marketing side of things is massive, and you can absolutely set these strategic relationships up. Um, we have a little group here in Tampa. They, they call themselves the um, Construction Partners LLC, and it's 28 different companies, uh, they all form this one LLC to where they can do everything to building a house. The only thing they can't do is sell you the land. So you can contact this one LLC, and then everything that you would need to build that house is already in there. But you only think you're talking to one entity. So they're all referring each other, boom, boom, boom. We have, a, we have another team member for that. It just makes it easier for people to say, oh, they're part of your company, they're part of a project you're working on, rather than you saying, here's you know, 10 different guys that I know, pick one you like, and putting in their court, they're helping grow each other's business. Wow, that's excellent, that's excellent. And we're going to continue to talk about this because I'm, I'm always learning as well. As a matter of fact, I'm taking notes, Joe, so I appreciate this. It's time for our first break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Joe Malinowski, and we will talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you've ever wanted to know the inner workings of how auctions work, you'll want to tune in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Auctions establish markets and commerce that affect everyone in our country. Whether it's land, real estate, livestock, automobiles, collectibles, or household goods, people are turning auction items into cash in nearly every business market in the world. You can find out more about this unique and engaging industry every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, for our special series on today's top HR trends. Learn how you can become the savvy HR innovator who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough human resources strategy. HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is develop a winning marketing strategy, and my guest is Joe Malinowski, and Joe has been sharing some keen information on how we can develop a marketing strategy that will help us win new clients, and also develop customer loyalty. All right, Joe, I, I want to continue with our conversation. You were just talking about, you know, uh, how to develop an online foundation uh, to get started. So what is, what would you say is the most effective way of relationship development today? Uh, well, actually, I actually did a presentation earlier this afternoon, and it's always an interesting thing to see your audience face when you, when you, when I tell them what I think they should do first, and it's, Figure out something that they absolutely love to do. They have, they have a hobby of some kind. You know, I know that they're not working on their business 24 hours a day, voluntarily at least. They have other things that are exciting to them. And what I also imagine is they have clients that have similar interests to them as well. And those are probably their most profitable relationships. They're their most pleasant relationships to deal with. Just because I also know that they have clients, as, as you all out there probably have taken on clients as well, that you don't like. I mean, right. it, is, <laughs> it happens. We, you get them. They are out there. That's right. Uh, what, I, what I say to people is, listen, you find something that you are just stoked about. And it, honestly, it, t- it takes a second to grasp this, but it doesn't matter what it is. I guarantee you other people like the same thing. There's somebody, there's another group out there that likes exactly the same stuff that you do. And those are the people that we're really going to target. And in my presentation, I've got a bunch of different slides. You know, I've got a picture of a knitting page. They got 500,000 fans of just about knitting. Okay. I've had financial planners and, you know, people that are a little bit in their like later 50s and 60s, early 70s that are still trying to, they've got a great financial practice or something like that or, they want to get in touch with the senior community on a bigger scale to help them with some kind of planning. But I ask them, what do you like? And they're like, I just like being a grandparent. You know, great, create a page around being a grandparent. They're like, oh, it's not going to work. So I show a page on Facebook. It's great uh, grandparents and grandkids, and it's got 50,000 followers. You know, if there's anything that you can think of, you can build a page around it, share fun content. It's got to be fun. You have to enjoy it. And then you say, well, why are people going to participate with it? Because you found it fun, they're going to find it fun too. If you treat it like a job and you just post boring stuff, then of course, no one's going to engage with it. But when I set up one of these pages, again, making it a statement. So grandparent, you know, I, I use is awesome or are awesome. 
kind of all the time. It's just I'm now a permanent part of my vocabulary. So let's say grandparents are awesome, and you start marketing that. Now, I would market that just to grandparents, just into the area that I would really want to do the marketing in, and I would have an ad that would say, love grandparents or love being a grandparent, question mark, all capital letters, like us to stay in touch with the most awesome grandparenting tips out there, Some, you know, something creative. Right. And you go absolutely build a page for very, very little money. Like I said, we did this downtown Tampa thing with less than a thousand bucks, over 10,000 people now, and it's just absolutely cruising. So it's a whole other audience that you're able to get into. Um, so the number one thing is find something you really dig and kind of start thinking about the ways that you can utilize that audience and utilize that hobby to getting and generating an online following. You know, you, you made a couple of points. One, which is I, I've said this before on the show, people like people who are like them. Exactly. They, I mean, if, if I, I'm a grandparent now, so that what you just said resonates, so you have one more fan, okay, <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. uh, for, for that particular page. So I'm going to, grandparents love talking about uh, their grandkids. And, you know, I went mm-hmm. to a, an event, a charity this past week where we did sporting clays, but it was to raise funds for a little league baseball team. All of the guys out there enjoyed talking about shooting, and most of them lied about their scores. I guess it's kind of like golf, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's not even work being around these types of individuals. And what has, tends to happen is business culminates from those relationships and the conversations. It just happens to, to flow that way or migrate that way for some reason, you know. Mm-hmm. And you That's don't have great. to even seek it out. It's a great example, and I, I wish I had the site in the guy's name. I, I saw it a few years ago where, you know, financial planners, you know, anytime they come to a presentation, you know, they're, they're so limited in what they can actually do. But in, in my opinion, they have it the best because they can't do all of the aimless stuff that most people end up doing. They can only set up things that have nothing to do with their business, nothing to do with anything that they do. It has to be something that has nothing to do with their industry. And regular businesses get into the habit of building a presence for their brand and all this stuff. Not to say that that's not important, but it isn't what people know. You have to educate them on your brand. You You don't have to educate somebody on what they already like. So if you're able to cater to that already, it's an easy thing to do. And there was a financial planner who just created a whole presence around the Mets that's what he loved. And it became a huge thing, a big website, and the guy got he made millions of dollars by connecting with people through this website and getting their portfolios and managing all their assets because he did something about the Mets that he loved. And other guys, other people out there like the Mets too and just started conversations with him. He became friends with them because it's easier to become friends with somebody who likes the same thing that you do so that was a, a great thing that happened there, and that was one of the the kind of uh, foundational pieces that I saw when kind of looking into this type of marketing was how did, how easy was that for this guy? He, you know, to build a financial practice is one of the difficult practices out there. This guy was able to do it with the Mets website. So that's great information. That's great information. Now I have a question because I, I try to think like my audience, so they're going to say this is a great idea, but where in the world am I going to get 
all of the uh, the material, the information that will supply my my website, my Facebook page. So where do they where do they get the information that they're going to use to to supply information the, to other people? The best thing when you're starting any of these pages is it really it's a light. Think about it as a very lighthearted page. You know, mm-hmm. it's about funny content, silly content. So, you know, if you wanted to think, you know, we'll go back to the grandparents thing. You want to do stuff about fun grandparents, just write out a bunch of different fun things that you can think of. Take about an hour to do that. That's a bunch of just one-liner kind of comments. But then Google, you know, funny grandparents stuff, and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of images. You know, just download some of those images off of Google, posting them up on your fan page, and as time goes, you'll have more ideas on how to streamline it. But just to get it started, you know, to get your first, you know, three or four, 5,000, 10,000 fans, you know, content's going up two or three times a day. You're looking at other pages out there and just, you know, what would this audience like to see? You know, is it ideas on taking your grandkids out? Is it, you know, ways to raise, helping raise money for your grandkids' little leagues? You know, all of the different things that might come up and kind of pre-scheduling stuff. Um, the, the toughest element is doing things when they immediately need to be done. When you schedule it, you can do everything with intent. So when you're creating a marketing strategy, but granted, I'm not saying like this is a whole different business. It can become an additional income stream, but we're still trying to grow your regular business. So. Right looking at it from a strategic standpoint of everything you're going to do is being done with intent. There's a purpose for it. There's a purpose for the language you use when you schedule a post to go out anywhere. There's a purpose for the timing. There's an expected action that we're shooting for. So looking at what it is and how it works into your strategy. So let's say you have, you wanted to raise money for your grandkids, um, little league. You would look at the page you created and look at the time the Little League stuff is going on and start planting seeds a few days, a few weeks before around money, raising money. And then when the time comes, you now have already kind of prompted people into, oh, wow, we've got a lot of cool ideas. You know, raising money for these kids is helping them do so much. And now there happens to be a fundraiser that they can participate in. So it's never haphazard. Um, when you, and if you find yourself just logging into not just Facebook but any social platform, and just making an update, you probably didn't do that with any purpose at all. You probably just made it because you needed to make a status update that day, which is what many businesses do. They've got someone just working in their office, you know, working on Facebook, and they're just making posts. They had an idea, and they posted it. They didn't post it with a purpose. They just said, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe our audience would like this. And as time goes, you'll see what your audience really engages with. Um, and everybody's different. They might not participate as much with the funny stuff. It might be a beautiful piece of art. You know, you might find that your audience really likes photography or random funny pictures or who knows. But as you grow it, you'll get the sense of their style and you'll just be more and more in tune with it. And content kind of just starts coming to you after a point. People will submit stuff, you know, in all of our other location pages people submit content and graphics and photos to us all the time. So uh, once you get it rolling and people start paying attention, the content can just kind of start coming to you. 
Okay. And it, it sounds like what I what I heard was a couple of things. One is there has to be a strategy and you have to be intentional about what you're ultimately leading your audience towards instead of just being happenstance. Oh, I put this out today. Oh, this seems cool today. That should be a, a, a really a game plan. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And ultimately, at some point, you've been providing them with information and insight, but at some point, you're going to ask for something from your audience. Is that is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. There's going to be a call to action. It might not be a direct ask, but you might phrase the language that they feel it, making them feel inclined to do so, that they're still making the choice on their own, but making it passive. You know, everything you're, you're trying to post is to help something, to help someone, to help grow something. It, once, it, once it becomes about you, then kind of people turn it off. Like, hey, help like this post for me for X, Y, and Z. You'll see most of those times those posts don't get that much engagement. But if it's, hey, help, help, we're trying to help. Like I made a post earlier today. Some young kid um, just made a skateboarding video, and he needed to get 1,000 views so he could get sponsored by a company. So he already had like 600. So I was like, of course I'll post this up. He did it all throughout downtown, posted it up. Hey, help this kid out. Watch his video. He's showing off downtown. They had great cinematography skills. Help this kid get sponsored. And a bunch of people went on the bandwagon and were just all about helping this kid. So it's, uh, and I'm not saying that you can't always, you can't just make a post sometimes that, hey, I saw this, it's cool today, but you have your scheduled posts that are with intention and your random times of the day that you know, if you did find something cool, you can still post it. I'm not saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to take another short break. Joe, once again, the time is flying by. And it's time for us to take a quick break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and we're talking about developing a winning marketing strategy. Stay tuned. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Does money drive you or does it serve you? When you listen to Money in Your Life, you'll discover the answer to that question. Tune in as hosts Brian Barr and Ann Hutchins bring you thought-provoking discussions designed to help you understand and assess exactly how money operates in your life. Take control of your personal finances. Money in Your Life is broadcast live every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make your money work for you. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business.
listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and we're talking about developing a winning marketing strategy. And, and Joe, I, I get a lot of questions regarding marketing, especially from sales professionals. So let's say I'm in a business-to-business industry, and I'm an independent salesperson. How do I differentiate myself from everyone else that's trying to sell my same product or service? And it, it all depends. It's a great question. It, it all varies on different industries. I mean, my, my field is business-to-business stuff. Um, so here's kind of what we've done and adopted it with the philosophies that we've been talking about. You know, we built this, you know, downtown Tampa and all these other local presences. You know, it's great for me to help promote consumer-driven stuff because that's the audience I've created. But now I am able to go in and meet with all these local merchants get a good way to connect with them that's non-threatening. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if, you know, if I was selling merchant services, which, I mean, there's other guys we've met that are doing that, but if, if I was doing it, I would actually, this is perfect for them because what would happen is you just built a tool and a resource that's going to promote and build all of those people's businesses. Now they're happy to talk to you. There wasn't a cold calling thing. It was, hey, guys, we just built this. We'd love to chat with you about how we can include you in it to get you promoted. When can we chat? Not, hey, how can I help you reduce your merchant service fees? So it's creating resources for your clients. Um, Another program that we've set up within our company is we see different um, companies that we would like to work with that might be pillars in the community and have been around forever. And we just saw one that we really would like to work with and Somebody had tried to get us in there before, nothing ever worked out, and their website was garbage. Like, as a consumer, we were trying to use it. Um, my fiance and I were looking at hiring this company to be our caterer, and we just, you couldn't even function through the website. It was not user friendly, it looked awful, it didn't represent anything that this company was about. So, we just went and rebuilt the website. And, you know, building websites, you know, people think it takes a long time and it's super complex, and there is a complexity to it, but the biggest complexity is dealing with the client because it's figuring out what they want. When you don't have someone to deal with, we knock this site out in less than five hours, and it's like a 30-page website. So we styled it. We built it. There's five hours of investment on our end to create basically a marketing piece to get in the door. <laughs> so we created this website, delivered it to them, and then we're saying, hey, there's no strings attached. This, we did it from our Tampa Bay is Awesome. It's an M. David Katz initiative. We just wanted to help increase the presence that you guys show. We like what you do in the community. If you want to get together so we can put it up, let's set up a time to chat. So we just had a meeting last week, and it enabled us to uncover many other little issues within their business that isn't just about their marketing that we're now able to go and consult with. So looking at... Who are, the way, who are the different people that are going to get you into different industries? Now, granted, this, doesn't, you know, this strategy might not be the most efficient thing if you're trying to go and 
sell massive, you know, to large corporations. Like you're trying to go sell Pfizer and stuff like that. You know, that is 100% relationship development. So from that standpoint, sometimes building these little communities, you might get lucky and stumble upon random people that know some, excuse me, that know someone in that company. So you're able to make a post out there like, hey guys, you know, never really talk about stuff that we do for a profession, but we're really trying to get in touch with so-and-so or XYZ person at this company. Anyone out there knows them. So now you've built a massive, massive audience of tens of thousands of people, and you've just exponentially increased your chances of one of them knowing, hey, I don't know Ty, but I know Joe. I can make an intro to them. So you're building a community of people that like you and like what you do, and they don't even know what your business is. They just know that you've got a page and you've done great things with it, they like that, they're willing to help you out because you provide a little extra joy in their life. So it's about using all these different things to build a following of people that you can reach out to and don't do it too often. You can't really ask for stuff all the time, but every now and then, like, hey, I really want to meet this person. Anyone know them? It's a great way to get in there. Like, I'm now meeting the Convention and Visitor Bureau CEOs. I'm meeting the mayor. I'm meeting all types of people because I've built these other entities, and now they are my gatekeepers to many other businesses. So, like, if I ever wanted to do something with Bright House, I now have the, the opportunity to get in the door with them and go have a meeting. So we're scheduling that as we speak. You know, wow. Before I set this up, no way, I, I have no reason. Why are they going to talk to me? So now I've created one way to get in, and now if I, if I did, for instance, want to work, with Bright House as a strategic plan or something, maybe there's that opportunity, but I now have at least the entrance in the doorway. You know, I, I'm just listening to you, and because I'm, I'm a business person, I have, I have a couple of businesses. If someone took the time, because I have people who will contact me, hey, you need to do this better, you can improve this, or have you considered this? And I, a lot of times I just delete their, their uh, emails. Because clearly, I don't know them, and they just came right at me. But if if someone came to me where they had put forth the effort to build something to help improve my business, they if I I feel like ninety five percent of the time I I might do business with them. I mean, you know, they put forth effort. Yeah, that was a risk on your part, but you did something to help me improve my business. And even if I didn't do business with you right away. I can tell you, you would go to the top of the list. So personally, I think that was brilliant. Yeah, is it? But and and I and I talk on the show a lot about taking risks, being willing to gamble, and you know everything is a risk. So you have to determine if it's a good risk or a bad risk. And if it's a good risk, you have to do it. You got to try it. So my my hats off to you on that one. I mean, you look at you know. I said we spent five hours building this site. You look at going to a typical networking event, and you just calculate the time. You know, you have a half hour plus or minus whatever drive time. You got an hour and a half event. You might have met one or two people that you're going to have to cater and start building that whole relationship with. That's going to be a long process. And you got your drive time home. So you're, in, you're into that three-ish hours when it's all said and done, plus the time you're going to have to do to cultivate those relationships. That's really what kind of spawned the, the thought of giving some of these websites away. I'm like, listen, if I can invest three to five hours 
building a website and giving it away, that's almost that's like one networking event I don't have to go to because now I'm cherry picking the people I want to work with rather than just happenstance of meeting someone. Now I'm not saying I still love going to networking events. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm just saying when we looked at what was getting us in the door was relationships and giving away knowledge, you know, being on presentations, doing all this stuff. Um, I don't, I'm sure you've talked about it in the past where people have questions on, you know, I have a lot of people asking me questions all the time and I feel like I'm doing free consulting and getting into that free consulting trap where, you know, to a degree, I am just, I'm more than happy to give away the ideas because the people who are going to take your ideas and not pay you were the people who are not going to pay you to do the ideas anyways. So right. I would rather let them walk away with a great story and saying, wow, Joe gave me a bunch of great ideas. Then, oh, you know, we met with Joe and they gave us a proposal. It's too expensive and we know they were going to do it. Like, let them walk away preaching awesomeness, you know, walking away. They gave me so many great ideas. I don't even know where I'm going to start. And if down the road they choose to hire you, great. But at least they have a good thing to tell everybody else. And that's another great point. Uh one is I've had I have some people that I've worked with who say you know they'll say well how do I put down my own ceramic tile let's say that's the business there and they're putting down they say oh and they explain to them how to do it but they say oh okay well can you do it <laughs> you know so yeah. you, you can give the information away free but then they will still hire you to implement that's what I, I find what that is, the people asking the most questions are the ones that are kind of it's almost like a test it's like. Does this guy know what the heck he's doing? Let's ask him all these questions and see what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I got a question on you before we go to our next break. I, my guess would be it with that approach, and again, it's not for every opportunity where you build a website or you invest time and money into something on behalf of that prospect to get in the door, but my, my guess would be the closing ratio would be pretty high. Would that be an accurate assessment? Absolutely. And it all comes down to like the one we just did with this catering company. We're going to get to go meet with them in a week. You know, the, it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Um, I find that as long as I get a chance to meet the people that I actually need to, well, well I'll, I'll call it sell, but I, I, I could probably say I have a 99% closing ratio of working with the people that I met that I actually wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely comes into that because we might have this meeting with like the head honcho and, you know, like I said before, you have clients you like, clients you don't like. If this guy's mindset, it's his style kind of isn't in the line with the growing, you know, it's a three and a half million dollar company. He's at a point where decisions need to be made. He's going to have to make serious decisions on changing his systems because what got him to three can't get him to 10. Right. You know? So if he's not willing to do that stuff, then we might not be the best fit for him. But it did get us over to there. So that's why prospecting in general for me is something that is, it's a tough thing for me to say I like to do because you spend this time getting in the meetings you want and then you find out you don't want to work with them. Right. So <laughs> it's uh, absolutely a, a tough fall sometimes. And, 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 and my listening audience, that's, I think that's one of the best things they can learn from this conversation is the, you, it's, it's a freeing thing when you, come to the realization that not everyone is your client. Oh, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> because every a lot of people believe, oh, everybody's my no. Not everyone is your client, and that's not a bad thing. You know, you at some point in your business in your career, you have to establish a criteria for who you work best with, and then mm-hmm. those are the people you pursue. And and that's that's what it sounds like you've done as well. And uh, again, what you've done is with this and this website as an example. When you do go to meet with someone, you need to meet with someone high up. It's time for us to take a break, Joe. So we'll talk about this when we come back. But meet with the top level person in that company. Don't meet with the office manager. Don't meet with the receptionist to talk about the great work you just did. When you do something like that, it's designed to get you in front of the person that actually makes the decision, not the person that makes a recommendation. So mm-hmm. it's time it's time for a short break, our final break of the of the show. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24 7. It's in the home, it's on the go, it's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and Joe is talking to us about some ways to de- develop a winning marketing strategy. And Joe, we, we're wrapping up the show. I mean, the time goes by very quickly, but I, w- I want to ask this question. Uh, there are so many social platforms out there, and it seems to be more and more each month. So how do I choose what social platform 
or platforms to work with? Uh, the first thing that we typically talk to a client about would be, which one are you already comfortable with? And that's probably the one that we're going to go with. Because okay. just like anything else, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. You're trying to do Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and anything else that you see, you're doing all of them, and you're not doing any of them very well. So we always try to start with whichever platform someone's comfortable with. Like, let's master this. Let's get down scheduling. Let's get down the actions we're going to take. Let's get down the time that's going to get invested on it each day. I mean, that's probably the most critical part right there. When I create a strategy, I say, listen, if we have somebody internally, they're spending 20 minutes today on Facebook, here are the actions that they're doing, have them push a, push a stop clock to do it. Because if you don't, I mean, I don't know if any of you else have been out there where you go on Facebook and three hours later you're watching YouTube videos saying, where the hell did time go? But that happens. So in business, when you're trying to do it from a strategic standpoint, timing your activities and moving forward with that. Um, Facebook is really just, you know, even with the changes they're making, there's a lot of great value to it just because it's the, wi- it's the most widely used one. So your audience is somewhere in there so you can find them. But I've really got to say if you're in the consumer market, if you're in a real estate market, if you're in a women's product kind of market, or women are the decision makers for your stuff, like Pinterest is a massively, massively useful tool. But even if you're not in those industries, I would encourage you to start kind of just checking out Pinterest. It's, it's not complex. I would like relate it to, to LinkedIn as far as the, a number of things you can actually do. There's so few of them. Um, but Pinterest really has the longest shelf life for a post that you make. For instance, I made a post, I pinned something up a few weeks ago, and my post is still getting new likes, comments, and driving traffic to my website. You can't, Facebook and Twitter, you make a post, and in two hours, that disappeared forever. That's no one's seen that on their newsfeed. So Pinterest, their posts have a lot more longevity to them. Um, so you're starting to tinker and build that presence now, because right now, it's, you know, blue ocean strategy time kind of a thing to where it's not widely accepted, it's not widely used, but it's going to keep growing. So if you get out ahead of your industry, you could be the dominant one in your market as it starts to grow because I, I, I'm meeting people on a regular basis that say that they're using Pinterest as their um, new search engine because they like dealing with the pictures and the little descriptions, not on Google and stuff like that. So I would say pick the one you like the best, Start just tinkering and toying with Pinterest. But if you love Twitter, you love LinkedIn and whatever, just become the master of it and just learn all the different facets to utilizing it and getting in front of that right audience and then add the second platform and just go from there. And you, man, you just made a great point about Facebook. And there are times where something, if it, if it starts strong, it will continue and end strong. But if it starts a little slow, you're right. I mean, within a couple of hours, no one is getting it. So I'm I'm going to really take a look at Pinterest because sometimes we need to evolve. We need to look at things and try try new things. And and so that was a great point that you just made. You know, we at the end of the show, Joe, and uh, I just wanted the people, the audience to listen. And we, our audience is growing every show. And thank you for those of you who are listening. Please tell more. But how can they get in touch with you? How can they stay connected with you? Um, they can feel free to email me. Uh, my email address is joe, J-O-E, 
at mdavidkatz, K-A-T-Z as in zebra.com. Um, they can email me and feel free to hit me up on any of the social platforms that you see me on out there. Um, there's a few Joe Malinowski's, but I'm the only one that you'll really find that you'll see is obviously engaged in lots of social stuff. So hit me up on, you know, send me a message on LinkedIn or on Facebook, um, any, whatever your preferred medium is. And um, I'm absolutely happy to, uh, to chat with you there. Excellent. Excellent. And, and Joe, we're going to have to continue this because there's so much good information. I have so many more questions I know my audience wants answers to. So we will continue this again. And thank you very much for participating and sharing your wealth of knowledge. And as guys, as you know, I'm continually having just top shelf guests like Joe. So reach out to him and let him know that you appreciate uh, the information that he that he's giving you. This is an investment of his time and he's pouring into you. And I also want to know how we're doing. So reach out to me. Let me know. Hey, I really like the show. This is what I liked about it. I have this question because our goal every week is to make a difference in your lives. And we know if we can make a difference then all of a sudden it flows back in our direction, but we have to make the difference first. Now, if you are looking to elevate to the next level, we provide coaching at Timeana Group. Our goal is to help you in your quest to be the best. We provide one-on-one coaching. Give us a call so we can talk to you. We'll do an interview to determine if coaching will work for you. And if it is, we can get you started. You can reach me at Ty at TyManerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Or you can call me toll-free, 888 605 one zero four zero again that's eight 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 six zero five one zero four zero and if you're also interested in getting your sales team trained and developed as we say get them mannerized give me a call we have full service training and development on sales customer service negotiation strategies and tactics we can help you take your team to the next level all right, you can call me at those same numbers. And I also have my Time Inners Fast Track Sales Camp coming up in a couple of weeks, April the 14th through the 17th. And I have people coming to this from all over the country. All right, it's an intense sales boot camp where we cover the basics and we get into the strategic aspects of selling. So thanks again for listening. We're continuing to grow. Please tell more people about the show. We love it. And in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. <laughs>